<laughs> Welcome to Shooting the Shit. Hello, Hannah Weinhold. Hello, Rachel Weinhold. Hasn't it so, been a long time since we were last here? It's been a very long time since we were last here. Yes, so we have had a little break for the summer holidays because we've been doing very busy working mother stuff. Uh, and we are now back. We've got a, a very packed September, actually, with some really good episodes um, coming up uh, in this month. But we are here today to talk about toxic positivity. Um, so before we get into that, Hannah, tell me something positive that's happened to you this week. Oh, it's it's the little baby's second birthday. Yeah. Um, so that little baby in arms that I was nursing on the very first few shooting the shits, well, she's now a monstrous two-year-old. And uh, my, it looks like the Toys R Us giraffe is chucked up in the house. And <laughs> um, we are absolutely <laughs> besieged with presents and toys. And we have had three days thus far of birthday celebrations. Yes. But it's good. It's well, good. I've missed all of them because I've been poorly. Yeah. But I'm glad she's had a nice time. Yes, yeah. So what's something positive that's happened to you, Ara? Well, um, uh, our positive thing, actually, I talked about it on uh, on GTFO on Friday. So our positive thing is that we got three little piggies. Three Ooh. little piggies came to live with us. Yes. When did they go to market? Well, they're not because we're uh, we're nice vegetarian friends of the pigs, so we're, we're not going to eat them. Uh, but they're very. Dally, they're, sorry, Dally yeah, did on. say to me yesterday. Ah, oh, I think I might get a boar and breed the pigs, and I was like, Oh yay! And then he went and eat the piglets. Oh no! <gasps> oh, you can't even eat the piglets. Oh, he's horrendous, isn't he? Yeah. So they're not. They're not. They're not for eating. They are pets, and they're very friendly, and they're very positive, and they're very cute. So there. What we are go. they called? Oh God! Um, like something I don't know because they've got three names and I haven't figured out which one of them is which yet. They're called Penny. Uh, they've all got names beginning with P, um, but I can't remember. But the the thing that annoys me most about this whole situation is that the um, the the lady who we got them off, she sent her a folder with all the information about the pigs. I like her already. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Except except that she spelt pigs put it go apostrophe s on the folder, and the folder does not belong to one pig. It is the folder of all three pigs, so it makes me very cross every time I look at it. But apart from that, looking on the positives. Well, <laughs> let's not get too positive, Rachel, because you know, did no. you know there is such a thing as toxic positivity? There is such thing as toxic positivity. So today we are talking about women, mental health, and the wellness industry, and toxic positivity, and what that means for all of those three things. Um, so first of all, Hannah, give me a definition of toxic positivity. What is it? Uh, like always looking on the bright side, good vibes only. It's a reaction to anything that's negative that happens about, you know, don't let it get you down. Why don't you just, you know, turn your frown upside down? That yeah. sort of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really prevalent. Well, we're going to talk in a minute about the kind of communities that it's, it's prevalent in, but you've probably seen it on social media and it's those horrendous memes and they've got lovely, nicey, pinky backgrounds and, um, and, and nice handwritten fonts and it's things like good vibes only and all the rest of it, isn't Walk it? And through the raindrops and yeah, you know, this sort of stuff. It's yeah. basically being positive to the detriment of everything else. And so why is it damaging? Well, I think, like you say, it's to the detriment of certainly your own mental health. Um, so there's a few reasons why toxic positivity. And it's it's um, it's it's kind of enticing or what's the word I'm looking for? Like Appealing. 
yeah yeah it's appealing um to think oh you know if i just think positively i'll never be sad but that's not possible mm. your emotions are a kind of range and there's no good or bad emotions isn't there positivity isn't a good emotion and sadness is a bad emotion there are no good or bad emotions and i, I watched a ted talk um on this and and they said something really interesting that was emotions are data they're not directives so because it's up to you what you want to do with these emotions but you can't dampen emotions because you have them all as a human it's part of the human experience and you can't just you know wish away negative emotions you have to deal with them and if you don't experience them it can stop people getting real help and talking about their problems you know if you're in a kind of a good vibe only environment or family or situation or mindset then you might kind of shirk away from being able to say you know what, what actually I'm having a really crap day I feel rubbish or my mental health hasn't been great recently and it's been pervasive and so I think I'm going to go and speak to a doctor so it can really discourage people from speaking out about it and why are we demonizing these bad emotions because surely that's where the stigma around mental health comes in that you know oh you shouldn't be having these emotions you need to just think positively there's no reason to be depressed um, and I think this is contributing to this massive mental health stigma and problem that we have, especially among boys and men. It's not possible to be happy all the time. It's not helpful to tell somebody who's having a shit time, hashtag good vibes only or dance through the raindrops or, you know, be your best self or smile through the pain or any of that nonsense. You have to feel these emotions and just to you know continue my soliloquy I was reading a really interesting article today uh, on psychology today because that's that's my bag to be fair and um, it was saying that people who complain of stress and kind of poor mental health which is something I've been going through a lot in the last 12 months they often feel like they're not themselves like they're not kind of connected with who they are or who they used to be or who they feel they used to be and that I really identified with that and and it said the reason behind that the psychological reason behind that is that you're not connected with the real self because you're putting on a brave face all the time you're not talking about your emotions so you're literally not connecting with who you are you're not your real self you're this front and it becomes um too much to kind of chip away at and so as humans we have to talk about how we feel and we have to be able to acknowledge this is not a good time for me at the moment I'm not in a good place at the moment whatever and mm. um, whether you're kind of asking for help or not you just need to be able to vocalize it verbalize it and kind of put it out there and then you do start to feel like your real self again yeah, absolutely. And I, and I just want to put like a couple of little caveats on the things that, you know, we, we are talking today about toxic positivity and how damaging that is. And I just want to make it clear, we're not saying that positivity is bad. And we're not saying that the people who sort of espouse positivity aren't bad. They're doing it from a good place. They're, they are trying to put a positive front on things and put a smile on things and say, there's always somebody worse off and let's think about it in a good light. And they're not purposefully trying to do anybody down or, or diminish anybody. But the problem is, and, you know, obviously, again, also, I, you know, I recognize that there is um, 
what do you call it? What's that that um, thing that you do? Um, uh, oh, the the the, ca- the counselling that you go for, where you change your mindset. CBT. Uh, CBT. Co- yeah, cognitive behavioural therapy. Obviously, you know the whole purpose of cognitive behavioural therapy is to stop thinking in negative cycles all the time and be able to think if, of things and put a positive spin on stuff. And we're not saying that's wrong. Obviously, mm. that's massively helpful for a lot of people. The problem comes where you have this, as you said, forced positivity and you're only allowed to feel the positive things and you have these sort of workplaces or or online spaces or wherever where you're not allowed to, to, you know, good vibes only, you're not allowed to bring the negativity and people say things like, uh, you know, leave your problems at the front door. Leave your problems at the door. How can you do that? (laughs) Yeah, come, come with a positive mental attitude and all the rest of it. And the problem is, as you said, it massively diminishes what people are feeling. You're essentially saying to somebody, you might be having negative feelings. You might be feeling bad today. You might want to burst into tears, but that's not a valid emotion to have here. And here you've got to put a smile on you. You've got to be positive and you've got to look on the bright side. And that means there, I'm not valuing the negative emotions that you're feeling or the or the, the, the sad emotions that you're feeling or the anxious emotions. I'm not going to allow you to talk about it. I'm not going to allow you to feel it basically shut up, go away and hide it. And as you said, that massively brings all of the shame that we feel around mental health and mental illness and feeling down and stuff. That That's what creates that shame, isn't there? Exactly. And I think like, you know, I do a lot of fitness and stuff and the whole thing in like the fitness world, <laughs> which is amazing that I'm a part of, is if you're not, you know, if something's not right in your body, listen to your body. If something hurts one day, don't keep doing it. You know, if you've got a bit of a head cold, don't work out. If you're not feeling it, don't push yourself. But then, like, you know, you kind of go out there and the world is saying, if you're mentally not right, fucking push yourself, go! Like, and it's not helpful. It's not, I mean, you wouldn't kind of, like, jog off a broken leg. So why are we kind of grinning through the pain mentally? It's not useful. And I think, I don't think that it's a coincidence that, suicide amongst men in particular is skyrocketing along with this incredibly unpleasant trait as well this Mm. social kind of trend I mean absolutely and this is a real point isn't it I mean we are a feminism plus business podcast so we're you know the 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 pitch that we put at the top of this was you know talking about women mental health and and one of the reasons is and we'll come on to talk in a minute about the the spaces where this attitude is most prevalent they are female dominated spaces but you're absolutely right I mean there is a mental health crisis at the moment amongst young men in particular you know lads in their late teens and their early 20s I mean we've heard of another the horrendous situation that's happened today with somebody that we know you know young men are committing suicide at phenomenal rates and I think a big part of the problem is that we absolutely do not allow space for men and this is toxic um, masculinity mm-hmm. as much as toxic positivity which we have talked about before but it's that that whole thing of you know put put on a brave face you know pull your socks up suck your lip in you know crack on do not feel those negative emotions do not talk about it it's not acceptable you know you're a man pull yourself together and it's horrendous because if you know we are about to go through potentially one of the biggest mental health crises this country has ever seen and we say that on the back of two years of a covid pandemic. yeah and but we're going to be know, fucking cold while we're doing we're it gonna, absolutely you know the, the the cost of living crisis and the fuel bills it's going to be a really tough winter 
And actually, if we don't allow space for people to say, I'm cold, I'm miserable, I'm worried about how I'm going to feed my kids, I'm worried if I've got enough petrol to get to work tomorrow, we have to normalize these conversations and make it okay. Yeah. Otherwise, people are just going to suffer in silence and they're going to have massive anxiety. And then, you know, again, we're opening us up to a world of pain, aren't we? Definitely. So, um, I mean, have you ever experienced it, Hannah, you know, personally, where you felt potentially a negative emotion and somebody hasn't allowed you, hasn't validated that emotion or allowed you to feel it or allowed you to express it? Yeah, definitely. Like when I, you know, at work and stuff, when I've been employed by other people, absolutely, you know, through and even um, through postnatal depression with my with my elders, with Naya, you know, where I went to the doctors and said, I don't, you know, I don't feel right. I don't feel good. And he said, oh, come back to me in three weeks and work and walk more. Like, seriously. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And I bet not one person amongst us hasn't. I think the other thing as well is I do it to myself and that's what really hurts. And, you know, I kind of fall, I've fallen prey, fallen foul of this, you know, there's people worse off than you. And like my friend said to me the other night, you always minimize your emotions. You always like just gloss over how you're feeling and brush it off. And I do because I just think, you know, there's people way worse, you know, that have it way worse than me. I've got a lovely life, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean I can't feel stressed or sad or worried or hurt or angry as well as, you know, happy and proud and grateful and all the other things. It doesn't doesn't diminish the good the good emotions, does it? It just just means that there's the mixed bag in there. Yeah, you, I think, Rara? well, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, uh, one of the things that um, I think I, I've always struggled with is that our, our nan used to say to us, you know, the, there's always there's always people worse off than you. you know, think of starving Europe and all the rest of it. And there was very much, and uh, you know, she came from the, this wartime mentality of put a brave face on and crack on. And there is always somebody worse off than you, absolutely. But if we ever had a, an argument with her or a bit of a, you know, not an argument, but a disagreement, or we said, oh, I'm not happy about that or I don't like it or I don't want to do it or whatever it was well you've said it now come on put, put a smile on your face crack on that's it it's over and done with and I always used to sit there thinking it's not over and done with I'm still feeling it I'm still feeling really angry about that thing or really upset about it mm. and he just had to sort of move on crack on and move on and I always found that really hard because it's absolutely you just feel like you've been dismissed and diminished and if you're like again you know if you're not allowed to express those feelings and say and and I do think sometimes it you know we'll, we'll talk about how you can sort of combat it in a little while but it does come from a place where people don't know how to deal with it and and we're very British aren't we we're very we're not comfortable with discussing emotions and having those open conversations with people and we always want to make somebody feel better there always wants to be a resolution so we want to say oh you'll be all right you'll get over it it'll be fine because we don't know how to say, you know, all right, it's tough. I don't have an answer. And so we, 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 we minimize it by trying to do what's right. I think as well, um, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's become grammable. It's become fashionable. Like, like, you know, my girls have got t-shirts that say hashtag good vibes only on. And, you know, you see it all the time. It's just become a slogan that's marketable. So, you know, yeah. marketing agencies like Primark, you know, fashion brands and stuff, they're doling out mental health advice in a sense. Like they're the ones that are helping to um, kind of promote this 
awful, you know, good vibes only, no, like, turn your friend upside down nonsense. Mm. And so, you know, when did that happen, that social media and trends and fashion um, affects, like, mental advice and, like, your mental well-being? Well, I mean, that's, that's a very good point. So, you know, one of the next things I want to talk about is is where is this most prevalent? And I think it's undeniable that social media, obviously it existed before social media, of course it did, but the rise of social media and I think particularly the wellness industry I think there's a you know we've we've talked a few times recently about the things that can be laid at the door of the wellness sector online at the moment but it's particularly that health and fitness and wellness sort of space particularly on Instagram because it is as you say it's grammable isn't it you know have a nice background or an inspiring photo of a woman at the top of a mountain and a nice quote overlaid it's easy content and that 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 message of be positive and you know try harder and think better and work for more and all the rest of it. it it is very very prevalent online and then our young girls are seeing it and boys you know and they're taking that through but I do think it's always existed and we've had a couple of comments already about the workplace somebody saying they were told by their line manager to pull themselves together somebody was told when they worked at a big supermarket you know that they had to leave their problems at the door and you know that that play particularly workplaces I think have always been a space where we've been told you know don't bring your problems here leave your problems at home when you come here you have a smile on and you know you put your front on and I get it if you're in a customer face role I understand you can't stand there you know if you're a waitress stand there at somebody's table going I've had a really awful day because that's not you know obviously that's not putting that business in a good light but there has to be a space where you create uh, you know you have to create a space where you enable your staff to say actually I'm not all right and can I talk oh you're frozen that's it and you know can I can we can we can you help me Oh, yeah, or even time. like, or even like, you know, treating mental well wellness and or illness as a physical illness or physical, you know, like I'm not feeling great, I can't come in, or I'm not feeling great, can I work half a shift, or can I have, can I work in the back or whatever? Um, I think that needs to be, um, you know, available as well. But I think as well, is it a generational thing because we work with young people and they're very scary. And then they are much more in tune with, you know, kind of all the round, the, like the, the full gamut of human emotion. And, and they seem to be much more open about expressing it and saying when they need help. And perhaps this is just the kind of culture that we've created at, at work. But they do seem to be, you know, more in touch with it. And when I go on TikTok, pretending to be a young person as well, and, yeah. um, you know, it does seem to be a lot more kind of open about your emotions and um, it's okay to not be okay and stuff and all vibes welcome. I think it's our generation. I think it's the millennials that are, you know, doing these ridiculous signs that you'd stick on your walls and stuff on, on social media about you know, affirmations. It, affirmations. Yeah, it is. It comes thing, from this yeah. affirmation culture. And you're right. We've had a big thing of, you know, you could get all the decals and little wooden boards with it written on, you know, about thinking positive and live, laugh, love. And, you know, it was a massive trend in home decoration as much as anything else, wasn't it? That I think our generation has been subjected to that has fed this, this thing. And, 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 
you know, maybe again, I don't want to say that it's come from a negative place because I think all of that genuinely has come from a good place of, of our generation going like, oh my, we were the first that were starting to recognize that there was a mental health crisis looming. And we were like, what can we do about it? Let's think positive. Let's say good things. Let's make ourselves feel better. You know, let's tell each other that we're awesome. And actually, yeah, you're right. The younger generation now are coming in and going, well, actually, let's tell each other that we're rubbish before we tell each other that we're, you know, let's talk yeah. about the Or let's just ask how the other person's feeling. Yeah. And I think as well, like, you know, the rise of the self-help book in the 70s and the 80s and stuff, I think that has a lot to answer for because self-help, yes, self-help is a thing. And yes, you know, run a bath, do some deep breathing, do some exercise, go on some walk. But also there does need to be a responsibility on the medical professions as well to say, you know, it's only going to get you so far and eventually you need therapy or you need drugs or, you know, I you mean, need something. Yeah, and, and the other thing is there's a little bit of a, you know, and I don't want to get too political, but, you know, we're papering over massive cracks here. You know, a decent housing, decent education, decent health care are the things that will help, you know, putting a, a nice sign on your wall telling you to feel positive when you go to, into the bathroom to hide the, the damp running down yeah exactly yeah and I mean there's, we're back to this thing you know oh come in this winter people are not going to be able to feed their children they're not going to be able to pay their electricity bill and, and, and having a nice affirmation on your Instagram every morning is not going to paper over that so you know there's an element of it's just a veneer that we're, we're trying to deal with it with this nice pretty facade and actually we need to get a little bit deeper and start actually facing up to what's going on don't we maybe it's all a government conspiracy and actually the government have come up with this to make us all forget how fucking awful everything it is because we hashtag live life love or whatever it is live, yeah live, laugh, yeah love. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe the conservatives have created Instagram to make us feel better. That's quite fair. <laughs> so, one of the things that I want to talk about then, rather than us just complaining about toxic positivity and and how it papers over the cracks, let's look about how do we create positive spaces. And you know, this is about you know uh, for 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 men and women. At workplaces, at schools, even on social media, you know, when when we say creating a positive space, obviously we're a, we're a feminism in the workplace podcast, so that's our sort of our main concern. But this is a these these tips are applicable anywhere. So the first thing that we want to do is is allow all feelings, you know. So you know, hashtag all vibes welcome. But how how do we do that, Hannah? How do we allow all feelings? Well, for one thing, stop posting silly shit on your Instagram. <laughs> I think for one thing, you know, it starts with you, doesn't it? You can't change somebody else's attitude. You can only change your own attitude. So, like, I am certainly trying to work harder at being more open um, and talk about, you know, allowing all those feelings to come through, not just kind of disregarding some of them. So I think, you know, it starts with one and it knocks on to two and three people and stuff. Like, what was that stupid thing? Like, a smile is infectious, a smile spreads or whatever. It's that sort of thing. You know, if you're allowing the full range of emotions to come through and talking about them, then you naturally create that sort of environment. Well, I, I, I mean, practically speaking, we've been doing this on it on, on social media because I know you've done it on your Instagram, haven't you? You did a post about your postnatal depression on Inst on LinkedIn, sorry. Yeah. Um, I recently, last week, did a post on Facebook about, you know, the genuine concerns about gas and electricity bills and the rising cost of living and things. And, and off the back of that, you know, people 
we're then able to comment because the thing about social media is of course we only post the good things of course we do you know why are we gonna put a post on facebook that says actually i've just spent 20 minutes in the shower crying you okay hun yeah you you, you know of course we're not going to post that because we don't want to Post, post a photo of us looking rubbish and with our mascara running or anything but I do think it's important that we are honest if there are things that we're worried about you know create a space for that and and by talking about it yourself you are then allowing other people to start talking about it exactly like when I put on that it was about burnout actually I put on LinkedIn this long post about you know bonkers I've been this year and um, and so many people came up to me, people that I barely knew, saying, oh, it's so refreshing to read that. Like, you always look like you've got it all together. And, you know, I told our business coach the other day, and she said, oh, well, your makeup's always perfect and your house always looks reasonable. I know she said reasonable, not good. No, um, yeah, not tidy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your house always looks fairly habitable. Um, and I thought, God, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of, obviously, I'm giving off this impression that everything's A-OK. And, just by saying I'm having a really tough time quite a few people have said to me it'd be really good to read that actually because I've been feeling a bit the same and you know what have you done and and this is kind of what I found useful so it's definitely opened up that discourse and I think the worry is then and it's a genuine concern you don't want to seem like you're attention seeking you know I I don't want to be that sort of woe is me and put a post up saying actually I'm really struggling today so that I get loads of messages of people going you okay okay, inbox me if you need me that's not why I'm doing it you know (laughs) I'm I'm doing it because I want to say you know provide that space so absolutely you know whether that's a a, a, a virtual space online or it's a physical space whether you, you know if you're in your workplace provide somewhere where you can have that conversation it's really really important so just that... to say as well um I think as well I was worried that I'd come across as unprofessional or not able to do my job that people wouldn't trust me with the SEO because you know I'm going off the deep end and actually it's not the response has not been that and I think as as small business owners, as as kind of end users, as consumers, I think it's really important that you know we kind of make it clear as well that just because you you're having a tough time, that doesn't mean that we don't. That's the dog squeaking his toys. You can hear that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we can hear that. Well, we always tell. I mean, when we do social media training, where we say to people, you know, be authentic. Yeah. And it is that, isn't it? It's about showing the the rough with the smooth because you know life is not. Uh, bunch of rainbows and daisies and kittens it just isn't so show show all sides so number one allow all feelings number two allow space for feelings to be shared and explored whether that's a physical space or a virtual space but just allow somewhere people can have those conversations number three I mean sorry just to give an example on that sorry um at our work for example like you know we don't have to have necessarily you know a a sensory room with bean bags and things to cuddle in it, rabbits and whatever. Like just at our work as a really practical example, people know that they're able to text me and say, I'm having a shit day. Do you mind if I don't work? And that's okay. Like they don't have to give me, you know, a solid reason as to why they they feel that they're sick enough to cook, like too sick to come into work because they're adults and I trust their judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so so just kind of as an employer, be open and trust your staff and, and give them a way that they can just say, you know, not not for me today, I'm struggling. Um, and then we kind yeah. of, you know, I'll occasionally text staff and say, oh, God, it's the dog. <laughs> I just felt little oh, God, hands on my, yeah. <laughs> I just felt little hands on my leg. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, 
yeah, you know, just kind of give them that space, make it okay, check in on people, make sure that they know that it's a job and they're human and the job is not the most important thing. Yes, which leads me nicely on to actually point three, which is ask, are you okay? It's absolutely fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are if, you okay, Rachel? I think I'm in danger. Blink three times if you want me to send the police. <laughs> it's like the shining, isn't it? Um, yeah, so people who are listening to this are wondering what's going on. My husband is standing at the door looming, looking through the window. So that's what we're in. So, so yeah, number three, ask, are you okay? So as Hannah's just said, you know, we provide a space. We, we make it clear to our staff that they are able to say, I'm struggling today, you know, I'm going to take an afternoon off, whatever. But we also have uh, a bi- uh, fortnightly team meeting where we all just get together. It's not work related. We don't have a specific agenda, but we do sit around and we say, are you okay? And if at that point they're comfortable, because it's in a group setting to say, actually, no, I'm not. I'm struggling with my workloads. You know, can somebody take something off me or I'm feeling a bit down at the moment, then that's fine. If they don't feel comfortable to say it in the meeting, we always say to them, you can tell me this after the meeting, you know, text me, email me, phone me, however you want to do it, ring me and I'll meet you for a coffee, you know, however's best, but specifically ask, don't just wait for your staff or your friends or or whoever to come and tell you they're not all right, ask them, are you okay? And make it clear they're allowed to say no. And model that good behaviour as well. You know, you say in, in, like, we will say quite upfront in those conversations, I'm really struggling or, you know, I really need some help with this or, like, I just can't cope or I've had an awful morning. You know, we will openly talk about our, you know, the whole range of our emotions as well. Um. And yeah. I think that possibly helps foster a good culture as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, model it. So number four then is acknowledge pain and stress and learn to say, I don't know. So again, back to this point that we said before, you know, as as, as humans, particularly as, as British people, we're very inclined to say, oh, come on, you're all right. You know, let's crack on. Let's put a bright, put a, you know, a smile on your Tomorrow face. Tomorrow will be get better. With it. Yeah, mm. but it's actually okay to say, I'm really sorry. That sounds shit. I'm really sorry you're going through. I don't have any answers, but you know, please talk to me or I'm here. Yeah, exactly. And that's absolutely fine. You don't always have to have the answer or have a resolution. You can just say that sounds crap. So get, get used to saying that to people because it's really important. Um, and number five is, is always be learning, always encourage growth and always be learning. And that is in yourself, but also in everybody else. And what we mean by that is, you know, if you don't have to have sort of group counseling sessions or group team meetings, if you don't want, but there are some free mental health courses that you can send your staff on it. You can send your staff on training to become mental health uh, first aiders. There are also lots of sort of well being things so if you live in Lancashire where we do Lancashire adult learning provide loads of free courses for employers to give to their employees such as um, classes on gardening or yoga or, or you know all sorts of things that have nothing to do with the workplace so just have a google for what is available in your local area you know it doesn't have to be specific mental health training it could just be you could all go to do an escape room you could go out for a meal you go out for drinks but provide an environment where you are able to learn together and grow together because that's the only way things are going to get better can I just say as well I think I think it's Karim I can't see the Facebook user but I think it's our cousin Karim says he's watching from Georgia 
um, has commented and said, you know, people like he gets upset but doesn't really get depressed. And I think, you know, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, I know I'm talking about breakdowns because that's my point of reference. But, you know, we're not necessarily talking about people, you know, absolutely losing the plot, going off the deep end, having an absolute mental health crisis. It's just kind of acknowledging that there's a range of emotions that today you're sad, today you're stressed, today you're happy, you know, or even this minute you're happy, this minute you're stressed, this bad thing has happened and it's okay to feel bad about that. You know, a bird shit on your shoulder on the way into work. It's okay to feel annoyed about that. It's not, oh, well, you know, it's good luck, positive vibes only, you know, good things happen to me. It's not as like big as, depression and you know positivity it's just that little pervasive everyday thing that actually when you add it all up it compounds itself to become a a larger crisis a larger problem of not acknowledging your own emotions your own thoughts your own range of feelings it's not like you know both ends of the spectrum I think as well you know we we are talking about emotions here predominantly but it's also things like failure you know if we're talking about it in the context of a workplace particularly or or a school environment for example it's providing somebody with the ability to say I haven't done that you know there always used to be that thing in schools didn't there there's no such thing as can't or you know what was the other one failure is not an option well actually failure is normal mistakes are normal and they are the way that we learn so it's a, it's also providing a space where people can say I've messed up or I forgot to do that or I've tried and I can't do it please can you help me do it better but also so it, like so being able to say I've messed up and not somebody say well you know you don't if you don't like shoot for the moon and you'll reach the stars or whatever it is like you know I said to, to Dave the other day after netball oh, I missed loads of shots and I was really annoyed and you know we didn't win the match but that was okay, but I was really frustrated that I missed these shots. And he went, well, Michael Jordan always says you you miss like 99 of the 100 shots you take, so you've got to take 6,000 shots. And, you know, I just wanted to feel frustrated, not like to put a downer on Dave, um, but like I just wanted to feel frustrated because that's how I felt, just really frustrated that I hadn't, you know, done what I thought was my best. And that's okay. You know, you don't yeah. always need to be going – well, you know, failure is an opportunity to learn. Yes, it is. But in this minute, I just want to feel bad about myself. Yes. <laughs> I just didn't hit them all. Yeah. No, yeah, but, you absolutely. Know, yes, it's an opportunity to learn. But that failure, that like that, that frustration is also a valid emotion. Yeah, absolutely. So very quickly, I've got some I've got some toxic positivity replacement sayings. So I've got five common sayings that people respond with. And I want to know what what an alternative could be. So instead of saying you'll get over it when somebody tells you that something bad's happened, instead of saying you'll get over it, what would be a better thing to say? Stop being a soft twat. No, Um, (laughs) you'll get over it. And you could say, like, I'm very sorry to hear that. Please let me know if I can do anything to help. I'm here to listen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's as simple as that. That sounds rubbish. You know, that sounds really rubbish. And I'm really sorry you're going through that. The other thing is as well, when you say to somebody, I'm sorry, like when they say, oh, you know, such a body's died and you say, I'm sorry. And they say, it's not your fault. It's like, I'm not sorry that the event has happened. I am sorry that you are feeling sadness, loss, grief, all the rest of it. So sometimes make that clear to somebody rather than just saying, I'm sorry, say, I'm really sorry that you're feeling that way. Is there anything I can do to help you? You know, just tell me. 
Yeah, because when people say to me, oh, I'm sorry, I always say, well, you didn't do it. It's like a yeah. way of deflecting and lightening the light, like yeah. lightening yeah. the conversation. But yeah. Anyway, okay. Number say, two. Right. Number two. So instead of saying, don't be so negative, what could you say to somebody? Cheer up. Um, no, you could say, <laughs> um, don't be so negative. You could say, I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> I can do that. Well, I suppose the point is, instead of saying don't be so negative, it's about acknowledging that emotion, isn't it? So instead yeah. of saying don't be so negative, you say, I can really, you know, I, that sounds awful. I can see why that is making you upset. I can you see know? why that would be Yeah, if I was yeah. going through that, I would be feeling exactly the same way. It's about giving somebody that validation and saying you are allowed to feel this way. Yeah. And that's perfectly understandable that you feel that way because anybody would feel that way going through what you're going through so but you know maybe provide some constructive uh, solutions if you can but don't you know if somebody's just lost somebody dear to them don't say well just go for a walk and you'll feel better so oh you know if someone's not got a load of nets at a netball game you could say um like you know just try harder next time Hannah or buy yourself some better trainers Hannah (laughs) yeah there's no better trainers I like that (laughs) sounds frustrating I can see why you'd be annoyed however you know, I'm sure the team didn't think that you were awful and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think, you know, just putting that little caveat, you know, Michael Jordan said, just, yeah. put, you know, yes, I can see why you're frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. So number three, failure is not an option. What could we say instead of failure is not an option? Failure is an option. Mm. <laughs> failure is perfectly normal. Yeah, try your best. Do do what, do what you can, do your best. I think also as well, you know, I, it's nobody is born with the knowledge of how to do everything. And people say to me, like if I'm showing them, if I'm training them how to do something, they say, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I've I've not got it first time, blah, blah. So it's all right to say, you know, it took me five goes to get it or it took me three years to learn this or, you know, nobody is born with the knowledge of how to do this. So it's absolutely fine to try and fail or to to make mistakes or whatever. Again, just make sure that is normalized rather than coming out with things like, you know, there's no such thing as car or there's no such thing Mm. as try uh okay number four there's always someone worse off what can we say instead of there's always someone worse off well i don't know because i use this a lot Um, i think about myself in this all the time i'm always saying there's always someone worse off than me and it's usually in nanny's voice back to what we said at the beginning it's usually nanny going there's a think of starving europe there's always someone worse off than you and there is and again back to that cbt thing you know there is usually somebody worse off and it's all right to come round to that point of view but it's yeah. about putting it into the context isn't it of saying yeah there is someone worse off but actually this thing that's happening to me is making me really upset now and yeah. so for today I'm just gonna feel really upset and then tomorrow I'll think about the people that are worse off and you know walk three miles to get water and all the rest of it but actually today I just feel upset yeah that's you're why. really good at doing that I think like just saying you know I can see why you're really sad about that. Again, just validate that emotion and then work towards, you know, if you want to suggest like, oh, let's cheer you up, let's go for a coffee or let's go and get smashed or whatever. Like you can still do that. It's not like, you know, we're not wanting everyone to turn into eels. It's just acknowledging <laughs> that people have got that people have got that that kind of, you know, that sad 
part of them or that worried bit of them and stuff like yeah it's, it's just about not just saying you know come on pull yourself and, it, and it's about as well you know if you acknowledge the actual thing that is making you sad you can start to solve it you know again mm. by just pushing things under the carpet and saying oh yeah you've got a lot on your plate I'm not surprised you feel rubbish but come on cheer up let's crack on there's always you know plenty of worse people off at sea and things but you know actually if you say all right let's list the things that making you feel sad right now yeah you've got this this and this how are we going to solve that right well we can solve that by you know starting work an hour earlier okay right how are we going to do that well we can solve that by finishing work an hour earlier and we can solve this one by getting a babysitter once a week so you know you can start to put a plan in place it's really interesting though because you always get annoyed with me because you come i'm a i'm a solution seeker i always find a solution to it to problems and you come to me for a moan and I yeah. go, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do this? And you're like, I just want to moan, Hannah. Whereas yeah. I never come for a moan. I don't come for a moan. I come seeking a solution. I want advice or help. And, and I don't. Like, I never up. provide them. Yeah, because I'm always just <laughs> yeah. going, yeah, well, that is terrible. I understand why you feel like that. Yeah. And this is the thing. This is the dynamic as well. There's an element of understanding how other people need it. The, the reason I get cross is because you, most of the time I've, I've already thought of the solution. I already know it. I just want to moan at somebody. So yeah, it's about, you know, understanding. So sometimes it's fine to say to somebody, what would you like me to do about this? Do you want me to just sit here and give you a hug? Or would you like me to give you some suggestions? You know? Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. And number five, instead of good vibes only, what could we say? All vibes welcome. Yeah. All vibes. Yeah. Feel whatever you're feeling is fine to feel. It's perfectly normal because all, all human emotions are perfectly normal. So feel whatever you need to feel, you know, absolutely. Uh, right. We've gone way over time there and I'm supposed yeah, to be to at the, the theater. I know, I know. Right. Well, yeah. So thank you. I think what we've learned there is that positivity is brilliant. We're not saying that positivity is bad at all. It's just about putting it into that context and making sure we have the positivity, but we also allow for the for the lesser, you know, those horrible emotions, the sadness and the pain and the loss and the grief and all the rest of it, because that's fine too. You just have to make sure you have, have space for it and allow people to feel it and then bring them around to the positivity rather than just blanketing over it all hannah final thought acknowledge it in yourself allow yourself you know if nobody else acknowledges it you allow yourself that five minutes to sit with what you're feeling and acknowledge it don't push everything down take it from me it doesn't work (laughs) and mine would be just make sure you're providing space for people if you don't tell people this actively, they won't understand it because the messages that come from social media and the, the media and other workplaces are already in their head. So people already think that they're not allowed to feel negative emotions. So you have to actively tell them this is fine. You know, let's have a conversation about it and then you can move on from there. So be positive, be, be open, sorry, about being positive. Be positive. Positivity. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Nothing but positivity. Uh, thank you very much for watching and for commenting. We really, really appreciate it. If you are watching back, we will still see the comments and we will still answer you. 
we uh if you're watching on um youtube then please subscribe below guys uh we do also still see your comments so please leave them and if you are listening to this on a podcast please do all the podcasty things like and subscribe and rate Names us and everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. we are back next monday where we've got samara barnes as our um Ooh. special guest because it is breastfeeding week so we're going to talk about breastfeeding in the workplace and how we create workplaces and spaces generally where it is okay for women to breastfeed but it is also okay for women not to breastfeed so we'll be here to talk about that thank you very much hannah weinhold thank you very much rachel weinhold i'll see you next week see you next week bye